Matt Sullivan here to remind you to stop putting screens on your gutters. Better to schedule a free estimate with the local experts at Gutter Helmet so you stay off the ladder. Visit GutterHelmetIndy.com. With Gutter Helmet, you'll never clean your gutters again. GutterHelmetIndy.com. Hammer and Nigel. Can you believe these characters are weirdos? So let's rock it! Hello, everybody. My name is Nigel. That's Jason Hammer right over there with a special guest on the hotline. Longtime friend of this program. He is the president of the Fraternal Order of Police, Lodge 86. Rick Snyder joins us. Rick, happy new year to you and your family. How are you? Hey, guys. Happy new year to you. So, Rick, one of the questions we've been talking about all week on this program is about the homicide numbers last year compared to previous years. Last year, 2023, in Indianapolis saw a decrease in homicides compared to 2022. And if you look at the record-breaking year, which I believe was 2020, it's down quite a bit. Now, again, you're not supposed to set a record every single year, but the fact that the homicide numbers went down year over year, does that mean that the mayor, the prosecutor, all your good friends over at the uh, city county council, they get to do a victory lap, Rick? No, far from it. I mean, we're in the fourth year of over 200 plus uh, homicides, uh, you know, four years in a row. Uh, First time that's ever happened in the history of the city. So we're talking about 200 homicides and the first time in over 200 plus years of the city's existence. It's a track record that no uh, elected leader uh, wants. And uh, frankly, it's one that many of them are trying to distance themselves from. Proof positive of that is that you've seen this subtle uh, shift in the game in terms of word word games and semantics, where now the focus is talking about, quote unquote, criminal homicides yeah. uh, versus overall homicides. And the reason for that is, is uh, we've always stayed focused on overall homicides because it is a good snapshot of your overall levels of violence in your community. Listen, what this means when they're talking about criminal homicides being down lower is that justifiable self-defense shootings and homicides are surging and that is exactly what happens when you are when you have levels of violence that are unabated by ineffective policies especially in our courts and prosecutorial failures people start talking taking the law quite literally into their own hands and rightfully so they have to defend themselves because we do not have effective policies in place that uh, keep them safe And it's policies such as uh, closing the revolving door of criminal justice in Marion County. It's not just us saying that. We have the superintendent of the state police that is saying that. And I think most everyday citizens throughout Indianapolis and Marion County are getting hip to the fact that their elected leaders and officials have set them up for failure. And uh, these are the results that we are left with. What do you say, like, I was watching the news, and yes, I saw, like, the numbers are down. One of the things the... Um, the story in the news, the, the reporter attributed to the numbers being down is that there is more cooperation from the community uh, with the police. Uh, are, are you seeing that more of a more of um, more of a communication, more of, of, of a partnership almost? I mean, the unfortunate um, incident where the firefighter was murdered and his and his companion, um, that was due in part to some people from the community coming forward and letting police know what happened. Are you starting to see maybe, hopefully, the community um, partner and uh, able to communicate with police officers? 
Well, there's one key factor that's involved with all that, and that's trust and competence in the system. As it relates to the Marion County system, there is no trust or competence. As it relates to the prosecutor in the courts, the police themselves have voted no competence in both entities. Yet residents do have competence. When we have shifted the game and started taking many of these cases by bypassing the local criminal justice system to the federal courts, I give full credit to Mayor Hogsett for this change in policy. It is extremely effective. He even said himself it was to bypass the quote-unquote revolving door of criminal justice in Marion County. And it's because in the federal court system, you don't have things like catch and release. You don't have bond while you're awaiting trial. And when you are convicted, you are, you are separated from the criminal activity. And, guys, that's the real key to the whole game here is that we have to have policies that focus on separating the criminal offender from the gun rather than separating the gun from the law-abiding citizen. And that is the distinction that has to be made and has to be focused on. And listen, you can't get around these stats. We still had three people on average shot or stabbed every single day in the city of Indianapolis last year. We still had the highest level of juvenile homicides for any year in the city's history. We still had the highest level of female homicide victims for any year in the history of the city of Indianapolis. So our politicians should spend less time trying to spike the football and more time trying to find solutions that actually work and work in tandem with their law enforcement professionals that know what we need to do, which is to get back to basics and start holding criminal offenders accountable. Rick, I want to run something by you. This was something that I said the other day, and maybe it rubs some people the wrong way, but I believe this 100%. I used to be somebody that, you know, if you didn't tell police about a homicide that you've seen, you're part of the problem. But now, in this current climate that we've got in Marion County, where you've got a prosecutor who just lets people back out on the street the next day, maybe slaps them with an ankle monitor, I understand why so many people are hesitant to come forward with information about crimes and killings and all that kind of stuff, because I think they understand there's a chance whoever it is is going to get right back out on the streets and maybe come after them. Does that make sense? That's exactly what is happening, and that's why trust and confidence goes away. Listen, to put it in perspective, guys, the city of Chicago, their homicides were down last year as well. They only had 644 recorded homicides in their city last year. But here's what's worse. Indianapolis, when you adjust for our population differences, we still outpace Chicago by 4.04% in homicides per capita. That is what our residents know. That is what visitors know to our city. And that's why you're seeing the economic impact that's occurring. Quite frankly, the loss of respect and confidence in the court system is why you also see officers heading for the exits and fleeing this city as well. We are in an absolute retention crisis for the number of officers that we have. We're, we're, we are now dipping dangerously close to less than 1,500 officers in a city of well over a million uh, residents and visitors that we serve on a daily basis. And as a result of that, we are now on the look at reduction in services that are able to be provided. That is why we're saying to the mayor, listen, solutions do exist. You can correct course here. You took a step in the right direction on this change of going to the federal prosecutor level for many of these crimes that involve criminals, violent offenders with firearms. But we also need to make sure we're doing everything we can to pull out the stops and keep the cops that we have. 
we are in the first time in my 25 plus year career of where I've seen other agencies not only competing but out competing with the IMPD in terms of being better paid, better equipped, and by far better supported in this capital city. So we call on the mayor. Now is the time to pivot. Now is the time to say we have to do something that gets around the hurdles we face with this prosecutor and this court system. We have to get our hands around it, and we have to make sure we keep the well-seasoned professional police officers we have now so that we don't continue to not only lose them but not be able to recruit uh, very eligible candidates in the future. Yeah, the police officer aspect of this whole thing. I mean, you put some stats out yesterday on social media, 138 officers nationwide were shot in 115 ambush attacks. That was only one of many disturbing stats having to do with police officers under attack nationwide. Well, guys, it shows what's going on, right? There is a war on cops in this nation. There's a war on cops in Indianapolis. That's why you've seen such high levels of police action shootings, yet you have critics saying that they shouldn't be occurring. Well, they're occurring because officers are forced to defend themselves just like the significant increase in self-defense shootings by our citizens as well. they are We are all in this together, and we're up against crime and violence, the likes of which we've never seen, including, on average, an officer being shot every 23 hours in this nation. Very few people go to work in an environment such as that, but our officers are willing to do it day in and day out. You saw the video that was released yesterday where an officer rescued a female who was in the process of being murdered. He had to unfortunately use force that could result in death. That's a decision that that officer has to live with for the rest of their lives. But there's also a life that was saved in a woman that will go on to live because of that officer's actions. What happens when the officer is not there any longer? That's the point that we are making. Yet our our mayor does say, hey, I got reelected with 60 percent of the vote. 60% of about 28% people voting, but uh, nonetheless, he was reelected. We're prepared to work with him, but the overwhelming message we want to send to Mayor Hogsett when you go around touting getting reelected is this. Do not confuse apathy with popularity, and apathy is what is killing our city as we speak. So we have got to change course, we must compete, and we must retain the officers that we have. Rick Snyder is our guest, president of the Fraternal Order of Police. Rick, we got about 30 seconds left. One more thing I wanted to uh, get your opinion on. We had the story earlier today about this idiot that robs a gas station and then goes down to the casino in Shelbyville. He gets busted because the license plate reader, you know, picks up what his plates are. The police were able to track him down and ultimately make the arrest. Are we seeing the technology uh, starting to pay off here in Marion County? Without a doubt. You'll remember in 2019, we were the first ones to call for these technological steps to be taken. That included the installation of license plate reader technology, as well as public safety cameras and body-worn cameras that are capturing all the great work of our police officers. They do work. They're a piece of the puzzle, but they're still technology, and technology will fail. You need to have that human heart, that human mind behind the badge, just making those life and death decisions. But without a doubt, the license plate reader technology has been a huge increase in our abilities to 
to track offenders and then be able to bring them to justice. The part that is missing, the piece that is missing to all of this, is a system that then ensures accountability. And I'm confident that with the help of people like the superintendent of the state police advocating and highlighting these issues and hopefully more officials coming online, if need be, we'll be able to make changes at the state house uh, to get some legislation that's favorable to making changes. But without a doubt, it's going to take all of us pulling in the same direction. And that's my hope and prayer as we enter 2024. We can do better and we must do better. He is the president of the Fraternal Order of Police, Lodge 86, Rick Snyder. Rick, as always, we appreciate your time. And please tell your officers the Hammer and Nigel Show supports them 100%. Thank you, guys. God bless you.